Hello, it's Tina at Crystalline Awaken here in West Boylston. So much going on today. I just want to fill you in. We've got a contractor here getting some horns and lights in the flotation room, in the practice room. And in the middle of it all, I've had a reading. I feel so blessed to be meeting Sherry Evans here today. Uh, she is a spiritual reader, and I have to share with you, she is unbelievable. Sherry's been doing this for 30 years. Um, she is just so sweet, so heart-centered, and somebody that you have to meet. And this will be an invitation only. So if you get one, uh, you're, you're ready for Sherry. Okay, so I'm going to let uh, Sherry start talking a little bit. And, you know, I'll just ask her some questions. And the first one, Sherry, thank you so much for coming. Just so you know, Sherry drove uh, two hours to get here to Crystal and Awaken today. Oh, she drove the back road. She's telling me, she's telling me quietly um, that she drove the back roads and it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, and, but, you know, just to take the time. She wants to be here. She wants to, she wants to teach what she knows. And I will tell you that uh, as far as spiritual evolution goes, <clears throat> you don't meet somebody like Sherry every day. So let's, um, you know, we're just going to get talking and and Sherry, you've been doing this. Um, I, I have to, first of all, before I even let Sherry talk, I have to say that this uh, last hour with Sherry has been so uh, deeply touching and emotional for me. And it's not an emotional sadness, it's an emotional bliss. Um, so I want you to really deepen your listening as you're listening to Sherry. You do not run across somebody like her every day or any days of the week. Um, I feel extremely blessed to have her here today. Um, and it's going to be such a huge blessing to have her coming here and doing some work. So I wanna share her with you so that you get a good feel for her. Sherry, um, you've been doing this for? 30 years. 30 years, and Sherry's gonna have a hard time talking up because she's very soft-spoken, but that will be important for them to hear you. So you All can right. sit right in front over here. I think in this lifetime, I was born awake and aware. And I think by the age of five to seven, I was seeing things as they were. And it was very troubling to me because I couldn't communicate what I was seeing in people. Mm. Um, I struggled a great deal when I was a child. Um, not so much to, to keep my sanity, but um, the despair and hopelessness within my heart and soul that there were not people to communicate with at that time. And I, but I found magic, and magic is what kept me alive in those years. Um, I was just drawn to it, um, a butterfly, a stone with sparkles, um, people with beautiful eyes. I love the hands of my art teacher and I loved her hair. And so I, I think that beauty is what kept me going in this lifetime. Until I was able to start finding the answers, I don't think I could possibly ever tell you why I start finding people. I was probably 12, but I remember two, one at 17 and one at 19, where I just had to, to help these people. 
Somebody told me in a bar one night that there was a woman up the street that had tried to kill herself. And I said, well, I want to see her. And I walked out of this bar and down the street into her house. And um, she was with a drug addict and she came back and everything had been sold in her apartment. And um, this was a hundred million years ago. And her name was Christy. And um, she had a son and she was sitting, I think on the floor when I walked in. And I could tell that she needed help mentally from all the abuse she had gone through with this man who abused her. And so I said to her, do you have a place to put your son? And she said, yes. And I took her to a hospital that I knew would help her get back on her feet. I put her in touch with the right facilities to get her a place to get her furniture and back on her feet. It was, I couldn't help myself. How old were you? 17. Oh my goodness. I couldn't help myself. All right, so at 17, you had already started kind of taking over to heal the world. <laughs> wherever I was, wherever there was a need, mm -hmm. and it presented itself, I just felt like I could do something about it. Yeah. Okay, and you're still doing so much. Well, <clears throat> in my 20s, I was trying to read anything and everything that I could get my hands on about the metaphysical world, and there wasn't much. And um, at that time, I was working for Eastern Airlines, and this man gave me the book, The Prophet, and I read that book six or seven times before I realized the words were alive. And I knew at that time it was time for me to leave Springfield, Mass., and to go to southern New Hampshire only because of a dream that I had been having for so long. And I did it. And um, I met a woman. Um, this was in the late 70s. Her name was Eleanor Moore, and she lived in Peterborough, New Hampshire. And meeting Eleanor changed my entire life. Um, the first day I went to her house, I can remember sitting at a table with a number of people. I was sitting next to her. And she started telling the story of my life. And I couldn't imagine how this woman could know about me. Um, but she continued. Um, she, <laughs> she talked a lot about Egypt, but she did talk about my life. And um, I just kept staring at her, and the people in the room were smiling. And I said, well, this is a little weird, and I left. And about two weeks later, I decided I wanted to go back and see her again. And I got in my car, and I drove. And I went to her house, uninvited. And... Um, she was waiting for me and uh, <laughs> told things about my life that no one else knew in depth. And so I decided I wanted to know what Eleanor uh, knew. It's like going from zero to 10 in the areas of um, metaphysicals, the metaphysical. And um, I was with her for 10 years. I didn't live with her. But in those 10 years, I had met someone real special I was with. And I must have taken about 200 people to her house to see her. And I'm not even surprised that people that are listening to this didn't know her as well. That's how well she was known. And she was gifted beyond anything I had seen. Um, she died in 1987. Um, and I think it's because she worked day and night doing her work. Um, it's just a love. It's like a love of spirit that comes through you where you want to embrace the suffering of mankind. And I imagine she was doing this at the same age I was doing because you can't help yourself. 
It's like you're on fire, but your heart, the love, it just consumes you. Yeah. Uh, Shuri, I know when we were talking earlier, you mentioned that you, <clears throat> for a short time, actually took, um, was it a break from doing what you're doing? Yes, now? seven years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what shifted in your life? Uh, well, we're living in <clears throat> difficult times right now. And um, I had been telling people at that, that point, I had been working at expos, three new age stores that closed, teaching groups, all of these closed at that particular time. It was what I call the third dimension collapsing. And I was, um, <laughs> I was gonna say I was brought, I was dragged <laughs> into this uh, initiation. And my initiations require that I have to give up everything, that I be stripped right down to the bone. Because um, when I go through these, there's nothing that, I'm not allowed to have anything divert my intention. And I was, um, can you swear on here? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the people listening swear. <laughs> okay, people are listening. Um, I was pissed because, because um, the man I loved died. I had to leave my apartment. The three businesses I was working at closed. I stopped doing the groups. Um, I had a knee replacement. I broke a bone in my foot and I had to move three times in one year. And um, I could hold on to nothing, absolutely nothing. And this was in the last eight years. Um, I found about five years into it, after yelling and screaming and hollering and wanting to pull my hair out, how am I going to live, um, that things were shifting. And they were shifting and shifting. And I still did not have any control, but I could see things around myself starting to make sense. And it's another dark night of the soul. And I know there's been a lot going on um, with Saturn in the last, I believe it's five years. And Saturn wants it all. It wants it all. And uh, when, it's, when, it's in, when Scorpio's in Saturn, they want everything. It's like the bottom of the barrel. What haven't you dealt with? What haven't you let go of? Okay, yeah. You were talking about the planets and a lot of planetary change coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, what is, and you mentioned something very significant that is happening in, I think you said like 29 days. Well, Saturn is moving out of Scorpio. Okay, so how And that's that... very, very big. Like I said, uh, Scorpio to me, not being an astrologer, is the taskmaster. It wants, it wants it all in this lifetime. And it's going to go after it. And there's about five planets retrograde right now, including Venus. But I think Venus goes direct tomorrow, which will offer us a little bit of help. But Saturn just keeps digging in. And when you have Scorpio, there's no mercy between the two. And even two nights ago, things I had to deal with that happened, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And I still had to deal with it. But somebody said to me, aren't you glad that you're getting rid of the stuff, the old stuff, past life stuff, stuff from this life, pain from this lifetime? I said, hell no. You know, <laughs> this is grueling work. This, this work is not for the faint of heart. I mean, you're sitting there looking at your mother or your father or somebody in your life that have the ability to really destroy you. 
and you it's not a matter of forgiveness it's not a matter of um, acceptance it's a matter of seeing them for who they are and allowing that to be what it is yeah and deciding should I walk should I stay and there was no place for me in my family um, I had chosen the family I went in I got exactly what I needed on a scale of one to ten I mean it's horrible but I was smart enough intuitive enough and had enough instruction and movement through divine intervention that I kept climbing the mountain I keep kept arriving exactly where I needed to be and um, I would say on the scale of how much I have left to do in my own life even though you never know because they hit you upside the head with something a woman who told me this morning that she thought she was all done and then had issues with her mother she didn't even know about. But again, saying, I don't know if I'll stay or go, it's my choice, the choice of loving myself enough. So um, planets play a big part. And I'm not an astrologer. I can read the energy. But I have people sending me information from all over the globe. There's a woman in Australia that sends me the energy factors of what's going on the earth, whether it's fire or tornadoes or hurricanes or just anything that's happening to show <clears throat> the consciousness of the earth and what is taking place on this earth now. I have another woman friend who in, who's in Vancouver and she was sending me uh, pictures yesterday of these columns of light that they're finding now all over the world. And I think what it is is anchoring the new energy yeah. because they are on the outer sides of our planet they are so interested in this planet earth and she's not going to go sure you know what i think is uh really interesting where really anybody that's doing any kind of healing work right now is seeing a shift in the masses mm -hmm. right yes we're starting to see people catching on waking up mm -hmm. and, you know crystalline awaken is all about awakening Yes. Um, that is the goal is to support people to yes. awaken at whatever level yes. that is yes um, you know how do you as you're getting information about you know the planets the uh, you were talking about tornadoes uh, beams Our of light yeah. and, um, all of that how do you how do you see it uh, happening and how can people can people prepare themselves what should people be doing um, to prepare for this, this awakening feels like it's going to be massive. It's it is going, going to, to happen be very quickly. It is going to happen quickly. Yeah. I've listened to so many people at different times and all have different ideas of what's going to take place. Um, I think the levels of consciousness are going to rise at a point where people are just going to feel the intense opening of what's happening on this planet. I mean, there's so much destruction in some ways, and there's so much good in other ways. And how I know that a person is locked into this love frequency is it resonates with my heart and my core self. Core self being the knowingness of who you are, the knowingness of yourself, the knowingness of your higher self. This is where duality is going to now start to, to fade. It's going to drop off. Yeah. And there is no way actually to survive this but to be in the core self. Okay. Because duality is not going to... A perfect example. Um, 
Can't use my family, I suppose. I know this man. There you go. And uh, he had a car business, and he took advantage of a lot of people, and he made a lot of money. And I used to go down, and I used to see him. And when I saw him, he'd show me his boats, he'd show me his motorhomes, he'd show me his motorcycles, he'd show me many different things. And I used to stay there and visit with him, and when I came away, I was so sorry because what had happened was, is we talked about stuff, we talked about things, but we never talked about um, how he was doing and who he was. Well, as his business began to drop in terms of income, he could no longer afford to have these um, toys, and so he began to sell them all off. And I saw him two years later, and um, he didn't have anything of what he had before. And so the objects in the third dimension that held him to his identity was no longer there. And he had some problem at that point with his spine. And when I saw him, he was walking hunched over. And um, at that time, I knew that when people couldn't find truth, when they couldn't find an extension of themselves, in the third dimension, what they would begin to do is start asking themselves in an inner way, what part of this is mine? And it's when people act, well, for myself and for the people that I grew up with, we were doing this in the 60s and 70s. But what has happened is people get to a point now where they don't have the money, they don't have the means. And so when these items are taken away from them, you're left with yourself. You can't think about the next thing I'll buy, the next thing I'll do. And I mentioned the 60s. Back then, we were, we were knowing the amount of pain we were in, whether we were um, suffering because we were just sensitive enough, or it was just the time that people came, became aware of who they were and what was going on. But I remember through the 70s and 80s, I spent all my time healing from the lifetime that I chose to come into. And I worked, I worked hard, I worked a lot of years. And even though I'm relatively, uh, I'm pretty much on the other side of all of this. There's always <laughs> a few things that you get hit with that you're not even sure. And uh, the planets are, are playing a big part of this, but everything's playing a big part of this. Mother Earth. So um, the fifth dimension is the, um, the pinnacle. It is the dimension that, as a conscious person, would seek um, to become integrated with right now, because the fifth dimension is the dimension of co-creation. In order to get there, the first part of the fourth dimension is when you become aware of self, and you become aware of pain, or whatever it is that you're carrying that you have to deal with. The second part, I found, is at some point you realize you chose this family, you chose this walk, you chose this life. And at that point, you start to unravel from the story and from being so tangled up in so many things. And I think for many people that I know now, I come from Western Massachusetts and the healers there are phenomenal. And a lot of them, uh, they don't even charge, they, they take insurance, um, but they're gifted. And I've sent many, many people, and I'm sure where I am now, I'm in Boylston, West. West you're in West Boylston, yes, Sherry. <laughs> that there are healers here 
that are amazing also. Um, I really like Tina. I really like this store. I really <laughs> see um, things happening, yeah. like you being the core. But the fifth dimension is the place to get and the place to be. But you have to know yourself. And you have to know yourself in a place of truth. And Sherry, uh, I'm not sure because we had a, a somebody come by that was curious about yoga classes and what else is going on here. And so I got up and I left you. And I, I knew you wouldn't have any trouble. Just keep talking. <laughs> um, what, where was I going with that? Have you talked about the uh, doing the workshop that you're... Uh... Yes, I'll be here doing readings, but there's something else I'm going to keep an eye out for. And it's for a class that I want to start here. There probably won't be any more than 10 or 12 people, but it was called, it's called The Authentic Self. And um, we're going to be reading a book by Araya Mountain Bear. Um, I don't have the title of it, even though I know of the book, and I think it's the most fantastic book to get in touch with what is really true and what is really true for you. And um, we'll be doing various exercises from writing assignments to movement to just doing things to um, bring the knowingness within of who, like, who is this woman that's standing in front of me? Does she like music? Does she like the woods? Does she like being alone? Does she like meditating? Does she like, does she like moving? It's a matter of the things that this person really wants to do and really wants to be. Um, I worked at a Buddhist center about five years ago in Charlemont, Mass. And um, he brought actors uh, directors, performers, all kinds of people up from New York because he had been a playwright in New York and done, done well. And there was a woman, Carol, and she taught music or helped move in music, I'm not sure. But she had this group of people in the, in the room and I sat back in a chair and I just watched. And she had this woman from Israel get up and the woman, she said to the woman, I want you to sing a song. She said, think of somebody that you love that you can't be in touch with right now. And I want you to sing a song to her. And I don't remember the song that she sang and her voice was horrible, but it was so <laughs> beautiful. Everybody sat there and cried because as she sang this song, the tears rolled down her face because she couldn't go back to Israel and see this woman that she loves so much. So I'll be using various techniques to help people get in touch with things within themselves that are very important, that they're not bringing out, bringing up. And I think with the 10 weeks that this class will go on, that um, they'll start having a sense of what it is they want, what it is they're on earth for, what their place is here. A sense of when you walk, the knowingness that in your own soul, this is where I belong and this is who I am. Yeah, uh, Sherry, sh I think it's pretty common for people, especially, um, you know, people growing up in this, you know, the, the parents did, you know, go to work and see the blue collar, white collar, mm -hmm. mother, you know, whatever they did, uh, but that set the example. And, and they have this, almost like this little mold that they want to put their kids into, and now mm -hmm. you're going to go do this. Right. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people are getting um, kind Crazy. of frustrated. 
Yeah, you know, they know they're not supposed to be doing that, but mm -hmm. I don't know that they're really clear as to what mm -hmm. their mission is on this earth plane. And to experience a mission like you know what your mission is, mm -hmm. I know what my mission is, and it's almost like you can't do anything else except for no. your mission no. once you are there. Um, but there are a lot of people that they're putting that mission on the back burner because it doesn't really fit with society mm -hmm. right now. Well, the moving and shaking that will be going on in this society, I, I often feel so sad for people that don't have spiritual orientation. This is not church. This is the divine. This is what you find in the woods. Mm -hmm. This is where you find in somebody that's dying that's so old and so beautiful, and you can see the essence of their soul and the beauty and the human. This is spirituality. It's yeah. not religion. I see so many people, um, you know, of course, people who come in and they're getting polarity sessions or partaking in, in classes or anything else that they're doing. For the most part, uh, I'm seeing a major shift, I guess is what I want to say, is mm -hmm. people are saying, you know, I'm a spiritual being, not so much a religious being, right. because religious, um, unfortunately, religion puts people in a box mm -hmm. um, because there are a lot of rules. I mean, I grew up Catholic, and uh, I loved church. Mm -hmm. I loved um, to be, you know, just there in the presence, but I also learned very divinity. young that you can be in the presence wherever you are. Mm -hmm. You know, the presence isn't just in the church. Right. The presence right. is everywhere you are. So more and more people seem to be waking up to that idea that, you know, the, the divine is already within mm -hmm. and they don't have to go to a building to seek it out. However, it's a beautiful place to be. Mm -hmm. I love it because it's sacred um, and we can create that sacred space mm -hmm. anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I just wanted to touch on that. In, you're going to be doing this workshop for... You know, we're guessing right now, probably about 10 weeks, right? It's because I, I wish I had remembered the name of the book. I think there is probably 20 chapters, and um, it just brings you to the, the most difficult places within yourself that you want to release. Yeah. So if somebody wants to stand at the wall and just scream at the wall, it doesn't make any difference. You do whatever you have to do to touch that place, and if you can't touch that place, you come back to it another time. Yeah. Now, one of the things that you, you mentioned to me earlier is that you want to start doing the readings mm -hmm. because from doing the readings, you will know exactly who belongs in the class, yes. right? Yes. So it's it's really going to be by invitation. Mm -hmm. This isn't something that just goes out to everybody. Um, anybody that's interested would benefit highly by mm -hmm. coming in and doing a reading with you. And yes, readings are for, for anybody and everybody. Yeah. And you can bring in pictures of your children, your husband, people that have passed over. I'm not a medium, but I can tell where that person is, and I can tell how close they are to you in spirit. Um, but pictures, have, but don't bring an album, because people have brought albums, and there's no time for a reading for yourself. Um, let's see, I got a little space there for a minute. What else did you say? Oh, that's all right. Um, you know, the thing, thing you know, Sherry, she's really funny, but what happens is she starts, and she's talking, she's drifting off over into another place, another dimension she yes. starts to experience, and 
Um, and I know that feeling. I step out a lot too. Yeah. And then somebody will say, where am I? Wait a minute, snap back. Yes, back in West Boylston. Um, I want to share that, uh, you know, the reading that you did with me, Sherry. Um, you know, I just sat quietly, listened, uh, but you walked through the door and there was no introduction. You just basically came and said, hi, where's the bathroom? I've been in the car for two hours. That's how I do I'm always am. But it's, it was also perfect because um, just looking into your eyes, I, I know we've met and, yes. it, and it definitely hasn't been in this lifetime. No. No. Um, but we have met and possibly worked together in previous lifetimes, yes. and it is so obvious. <laughs> um, and it's just a way that we're, we're working together. And I mentioned that, oh, because I was going into the reading, mm -hmm. um, I just sat, Sherry took my hand, and she started to really just tell me everything that needed to be, yes, said. That needed to be said. And can I say I was aware of some of it? Yes. Um, except for the previous life, mm -hmm. but it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. And actually that's, um, that's the second time I've, mm -hmm. I've heard that. Mm -hmm. um, so it was great to hear that again. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of information. If anybody is wondering what their path is, you know, am I on it? Am I doing what I came to this planet to do? Mm -hmm. um, any question in their mind or any, you know, there's people who come in for polarity sessions, Sherry, and, um, you know, sometimes I'll hear people say, oh, I thought I already dealt with that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I always tell them, you, you did, as much as you could then. Mm -hmm. And now, here's the next layer of mm -hmm. it. Um, you're right. ready to shed that. Right. And, and it sounds like your 10-week uh, you know, process and program, uh, workshop, is going to get all mm -hmm. that nitty-gritty stuff out. I'll tell you something that I, I wouldn't tell everybody, but anybody being in a class with me, I'm a channel, and I channel the higher self, I channel the guides that are in the room, is this on? Um, and so even though we'll be working with the book, and I'll keep some structure to the class, you also have the benefit of asking me questions or asking me to be with you in different places that I can help you. And you get 100% of my attention because this is my heart and this is my life. And I want people to be free and I want them to be on their own path. Yeah. We're going to start the readings here in uh, West Boylston really soon. Um, Sherry, we'll sit down with a calendar and I'll let people know. We'll get yes. this on the website because yeah. it's all brand new. You know, I do a lot of interviews when I'm just meeting somebody for the first time um, and talking to Sherry is just fascinating um, and I can't wait till she gets started mm -hmm. and you know there she does 20 minute readings so this is really easy you will be able to book a reading on the website um, and I will send out an invitation for that the uh, people who are listening to this they're going to be the people who are, are meant mm -hmm. to be here and to be working with you mm -hmm. and I'm really excited about this so excited about this I don't know where Sherry came from from two hours away but somehow <laughs> finding my website um, and you know and coming across that little blurb I put there in Craigslist yes, yes. Uh, and just knowing she was meant to be here and yes. I, I'd say Sherry you're totally meant to be here so. I believe it yeah so <laughs> and there's other groups that I want to teach in time but getting to know the people even from doing a reading yeah. A 20-minute reading, a 30-minute reading, an hour reading that I can take 
your the inner you will come through from your guides from your teachers and the helpers that you can listen to this tape and um, gather information and you're going to fly now because the energy on the earth is very different the earth is holding energy a lot of beings on this earth are holding energy and there's a lot of things happening in the outer realms of this dimension that are bringing as much energy as they can to um, an expansion of human consciousness. We can't allow our lives and the life of our earth to be abused as much as it can. And I know in this lifetime I came in to understand human abuse, and I do, but I'm willing to fight for everybody to help them make it to the other side. Yeah, that's who you are. Um, yeah, Sherry's been doing this, uh, you know, 30 years, you said, right? Yeah, probably longer. Probably longer. Um, yeah, we're, you know, we start saying 30 years, we start dating ourselves, yeah. right? Um, today I was talking to Sherry and, and, you know, we got to talking because, you know, we've all got that childhood thing where we just know that something's different. Um, and I, I have a memory that's uh, so strange because I, I don't know where I was, but I have a memory of being seven years old, standing on a flight of steps with candles along the steps. And that has never left my mind, even though I can't remember where I was. It could have been a higher initiation. Okay. It could have been. Yeah, it it's just sticks in my mind as if I can see it. And, uh, and this has been going on for years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the reason I say that is because in my life, um, I've been fortunate enough to find some very profound readers. And then one telling me how I used to uh, make these sacred flower essences in this other time. And there's this dream I have all the time. I'm down in the cellar watering all these plants, millions of plants, many plants, even like last night. And there's a swimming pool down there. And again, it's it's part of something that's known, but I really think for you it has to do with initiation. Yeah, it was fabulous. Yes. You know, so you go back in your life and you, you're kind of like looking around and you feel <laughs> different than everybody else. Yeah, that was it. Even your family, that was you know, it. somewhat. I mean, I've been, uh, I feel very fortunate in many ways with my family and that there's been um, an understanding of who I am, mm -hmm. um, e even when they were trying to understand. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've noticed even in recent years, my mother, my sisters, um, even my brother. Good for you. They're all pretty, uh, like they get it on some level. Mm -hmm. Now they didn't necessarily go out and start doing the work. I'd mm -hmm. love to see my sister doing readings because mm -hmm. Uh, she loves that stuff, but I've noticed. Always bring her in. Maybe uh, I know her. She will come in for readings, mm -hmm. as will her children, because mm -hmm. they are really. I've done gifted. a lot of readings for um, children between the ages of like twelve, sixteen. This is what I wanted to ask you, uh, kids. Um, you know, kids today. Hmm. Are, you know, I had a seven-year-old come in the other day. Mm -hmm. I have to share this story with you because it was, she brought tears to my eyes. Um, she came in with these beautiful blue eyes, red hair, um, seven, just absolutely adorable. And uh, she, she was first waving in the window. 
And then she came in and she hugged me. Oh. I only met her once before. Sweetheart. I sold her a pair of her mother a pair of sunglasses for her. Mm -hmm. So she's wearing her color therapy sunglasses. Mm -hmm. um, she she says she feels really good when she's wearing them. Yes. They're orange. Yes. So she said, "Hey, has the tank is the tank here yet?" And I said, "No, not yet. But would you like to come and see the space?" I would love to. She walked in the back and she said. Oh, this is so relaxing. The little girl? Seven years old. Oh, my God. And then I took my eyes off her for a minute because I was meeting with mm -hmm. someone else. And she came out front and with a little crystal in her hand. And she said, um, this crystal is just so beautiful. And I said, you know, that crystal was a gift to me. And I'm going to pay it forward. And it's now my gift to you. She looked in my eyes, and I saw the oldest soul ever. Aww. And the way she looked at me just made me cry. And she said, thank you so much. That's the children. Oh, uh, that is amazing. And, you know, I'm starting to see this, and, and I want to say mm -hmm. you probably are too. There's mm -hmm. more and more children yes. that they're, they're already awake. Yes. And it's like they already know. Yes. There's nothing to teach them. Yes. I right? have two friends with children like that. Yeah. And I'm astounded when I talk to them because they're on the level of which it took me 30 years of working to yeah. just begin to understand. And huh. they're well into it. I mean, think back. You know, I mean, I, I don't know when you were born, but I'm going to admit when I was born. A long born, time ago. You know. When I, when I go back, you know, 1960s, 1970s, I go, wow, you know, what were we doing? Uh, we didn't have the technology. We had a lot more time, mm -hmm. and we had a lot more people connection, it mm -hmm. seemed. Um, but as far as, like, the vibration was, like, so slow, you know? Yeah. People didn't really get much. Um, that's when I started meeting everyone. I think that I started realizing I didn't belong anywhere. <laughs> I don't belong anywhere. I think there's a lot of people that feel that. And, I don't belong and anywhere. And so I was, I was pushing everything that I could to try. Every rock, everything that I'd turn over to see what's under there for me. And I eventually found everything I needed. But even until now, I realize sometimes that my presence is very uncomfortable to people. Ah that don't want to know. Right, so if you walked in here today and I wasn't ready for you, no. that would... You say, I, this crazy lady, who is she? I was so ready for her. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, well, you know, being uh, considered crazy sometimes, um, my job and, and part of my mission has felt to bridge the uh, etheric with the earth. Mm -hmm. Um, so that people could understand yes, that's what's what was going take, on, yes. yeah, and not make it so that there's we're so out in the ethers mm -hmm. that people don't know what we're talking about, right. um, because that's been a challenge for some people mm -hmm. where they go, okay, that's out there, um, and you know, some people might think that this conversation's out there a little bit, um, and it is. Uh, I guess depending on what your perspective is, you know, how how do you people are awakening. People are, yeah. I think people are awakening, they're waking up, and um, and I know people want spiritual uh, readings, they want to know what did I do in a past life, and you know, um, I do some like group 
past life regressions where people can experience that on their own. I don't tell them, mm -hmm. but they just take that journey through what did I do in a past life. I think it's a beautiful thing for them to um, just have the experience of talking to you and hearing you know, what their past life was. A significant uh, past life, because sometimes mm -hmm. they can go into a past life and yes, you know, <clears throat> Uh, one person might just light up, whoa, mm -hmm. that just uh, mm -hmm. shed so much light on what my mission is in this mm -hmm. lifetime, and that can help. Um, but, you know, you zero right in, uh, zeroing right in. And, you know, I love the fact that I, I mentioned my daughter for one second, and you're like, give me the phone, call yeah. her up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you nailed it, you yeah. know, exactly um, who she is. And and I can't wait until you can actually spend right. some well, time. It's, it, I think the, what it is for me is all I need to do is make a connection energetically. Yeah. From your heart, from your emotional center, from your higher self. Yeah. And then I start reading the energy. Right. And you have guides and teachers as well. Um, but if but if I there's people who have sat down in front of me, crossed their arms, and just said, "Read for me." I said, "There's nothing to read." <laughs> Doesn't you know, you're not putting anything out. You're closing yourselves yeah. up. Yeah. So. But I, I, I go quite deep. This isn't just generalization. No, I know you do. You know, I know. Because it's real important for me, and I've done it over and over again, to find a lifetime that you've gone from this place right into this place, and you're trying to heal situations. Um, I find a lot of women during the 1700s, when their husbands died in war, were ridiculed so bad because they ended up working in um, uh, pubs. They took clothes in to do. They didn't. They didn't have a lot of work to do, and they were abused quite a bit at that time. And there were actually women in those days finding um, homes for women who did not have homes. And when they come in at this time, their self worth and um, their feelings about what they have and who they are is so, you know, not on on point. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and we've had so many times in history where women have been demeaned. Mm -hmm. We've had so many times, even in the Bible. I mean, I, I went to that church, but it just occurred to me about five years ago, how come none of the women were mentioned in the Bible, hmm. you know? And so I think that's what's happening now. There's an awakening in the divine feminine, and I think that the older sisters or the older souls are just standing here waiting for the women to come. Yeah. Because we're channeling this healing and it's it's available to everyone. Yeah, yeah. And I found a sister here and I'm so happy. Yes, and uh, the same. <laughs> the same, I know. This is very exciting. Um, <clears throat> we're going to wrap it up uh, for now. And I have to say, um, you know, just once again, just reminding you, Sherry will be here at Crystal and Awaken very soon for readings. Uh, keep your eyes open to the website. Get your appointments in. I've got a feeling she's going to be book solid, and we're, we're thinking two to three days in a week um, that she'll be available for you. So uh, we'll see you soon. And the 20-minute uh, readings, even though I always go over, are only $25. Yeah, 20 minutes, $25. Okay, so uh, we'll be we'll be seeing you soon, and hope you enjoyed the show. Crystal and Awaken in West Coast, and 
come on in too. I mean, you, you know I'm sitting here a lot of the time just waiting for you to come on in and check things out. Okay, be well. This is Tina. Bye-bye. Now, are you done? Where does this go?